I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Halftime across the country. The Go Radio Football Show, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney, Davey Proven. And your calls, 0808 17 17 700. Celtic 2 up at halftime against Livingston. James Forrest and David Turnbull. Dundee United 1 up at Hamilton. Mark McNulty goal early on for Mickey Mill inside. Against Hamilton anchored at the bottom. They really need to take something this afternoon to keep that uh, Premiership run continuing. They do it every year. Will they do it again this year? We'll find out over the next few weeks. And we'll be with you all the way here on Glasgow's own Go Radio. Kilmarnica 2-1 up against Ross County. The other bottom of the table battle. Michael Gardine pulled one back. It was Chris Burke who scored in three minutes. It was the first goal of the afternoon from Berkey and then it was Mitch Piddock who scored midway through the first half. So Killy, Tommy Wright's team, 2-1 up against uh, John Hughes, Ross County. He was brought in, of course, just around about December time to try and keep them in the Premiership. But so far, it's tough, although they've had some memorable moments, mainly against Celtic earlier in the year. But he did say he wanted them to do well against the smaller clubs instead of doing it just against uh, the Celtics and the Rangers. Elsewhere, Motherwell and St Mirren nil-nil. St Mirren had a penalty. Liam Kelly saved it. It's nil-nil still at half-time. And there's no scoring in Perth. St Johnson against Aberdeen. Celtic TV showing some uh, old clips there. Henrik Larsson, John Hartson, who joins us often. He'll be on on Tuesday. He was on during the week. And Barry, he was, uh, you had many tussles with uh, big bad John Hartson. Yeah, just looking back in that team, um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think Davey commentated in quite a, I mean, I think all the games, did, two, yeah. two really yeah. good, strong, strong teams with a lot of quality, and um, there were some battles back then, um, some great games, and one thing about Martin O'Neill's team, I used to stand in the tunnel, I think I've said this mm. to you, I used to look round and I used to say to the guys, don't look at them, because of the size of them, because mm. they were a they were a team of giants They were a big physical Strong team Martin O'Neill's team But there was good quality In there And we were more of a A kind of get the ball On the ground Football team um, That's the kind of team That Dick Advocate built But brilliant games To play in And as I said uh, Two fantastic teams It was roles reversed In a way wasn't it Because Rangers before that Had been you know under Richard Goff When he was in charge wait, As captain Walter as manager And Graeme Souness Really physical That yeah. will to win Terry Butcher and, yeah, and yeah Celtic maybe Just maybe more of the skill but yeah, didn't well, get maybe a little yep. bit lightweight. Yep. Uh, probably a better well, certainly a match for Rangers technically, mm-hmm. uh, under Tommy Burns, but just couldn't beat Rangers when it really mattered at times. You know, there was the old rope a dope trick. You know, Celtic would certainly a lot of times Celtic would have most of the, the play uh, and Rangers would break up the pitch and score. How good was that Rangers team that he was in when you think of the De Boers, the Newmans and Ferguson? Well, I know I know working for Sky yeah. at the time, Barry's talking about these games and they were an absolute joy to to work on. Mm-hmm. The quality on the pitch. Um, and certainly at that time, when I was working in England, if there was an old firm game on the TV at lunchtime and I was in a media centre in one of the clubs in England, all the English journalists would be watching the old firm game. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that's the case now. But at that time, when it was De Boer and Larson and Arteta, Moravchik, all that type of quality, I mean, 
It was an absolute treat to watch. Amazing players you played alongside. Arthur Newman we spoke about the other day. How how good do you think he was? He played with Rangers for a long time. He was a I, special. I, I think Van Bronckhorst was actually even yeah. better. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. the very very few players leave the old firm and, and go on to better things. But Van Bronckhorst, what, you went to Arsenal and then Barcelona, was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. You, you could see that, David, when we, we signed him. Um, you could see the quality straight away. Yeah. And it was only a matter of time um, before Rangers... Cashed in on him and he went down to Arsenal. Um, was really good and then as you said, he went on to Barcelona. He actually, instead of playing centre midfield, he actually found himself playing as a left back. Mm-hmm. But he was that good he could play anywhere, Van Bronckhurst. John Joe Kenny was speaking about, he was in front of the media yesterday, on loan from Everton. I wonder, could he be here next year? Is that one? Well, we don't know because we don't know who the manager is going to be at Celtic. He's been speaking about his time here in Glasgow. I thought it was, it was massive, um, you know, at a time where I was in Germany playing week in, week out, and uh, I felt like I was showcasing what I can do to to not playing so much uh, regularly again was was difficult, um, especially, you know, personally, as a person who wants to, to play week in, week out and enjoy them uh, moments on, on a Saturday uh, at three o'clock. So I think coming in and giving me the chance to go and do that was, was important. And what about the contract? Um, nothing's been... Uh, said right now I think there's a, a lot of games to go there's there's cups to play in and you know for me personally I just want to keep uh, going day by day I know it's a boring answer for you but I just want to keep on you know looking forward and just keep uh, trying to perform to the best of my ability and you know to help the team and playing in Glasgow at Celtic I've loved every minute of it um, it's been brilliant for me to, to come down here and you know get to, to play for a massive club like this Um you know, unfortunately, the fans haven't been there, which you know, which is a massive part of this club. Um, but on the other hand of that, I've loved every minute of it. And the cup still to play for. We all know how big the game is and what it brings uh, the fans around uh, Glasgow. Um, so I'm sure it'll be a good game. That you know, we want to go and win and push on into the cup. If you want to win a cup, you've got to beat the best teams. Um, and that's just part and parcel of the cup. So it's a game that we'll look forward to. John Joe Kenny, Davy Proven, for you, would he be part of your team for next season? I think he'll probably want to go back to England. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what, the boys got the boys got the bottle. He had mm-hmm. the bottle to go to, to Germany and try and learn a language over there, come up to Scotland. So he's just desperate to play football. But it, as you said earlier, Paul, it depends who's coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, the, whoever the incoming manager is might have his own ideas who he wants at fullback, you know. Barry, what do you make of him? I think he's impressed me. Mm-hmm. Um as David just mentioned there, you don't go and play in the Bundesliga by Schalke if you're not a good player. Um, we know how strong the, the Bundesliga is. Um, and I think at the start of the season, that was an area that Celtic had to strengthen. And they left it until January, um, which was another probably mistake um, that they didn't they didn't um, kind of fix. But I've been impressed with him. He looks like he's got a good mindset as well. It's always... It's always tough coming and playing with the old firm. Um, but he's had a good grounding, as I said. He's at Everton. I think he'll struggle to get into the Everton yeah. team, Davey. Yeah, I don't definitely. think he'll get he'll get there. So it, may, it might be a possibility, but it comes down to whether the new manager comes in, fancies him as a player. And Davey, for Rangers, since we last saw you, um, Morelis has had, well, a different season for him, but what's your well, take on it? Well, he got his goal in the old firm game, which yep. is was huge for him, obviously. Uh, what was that, 14th attempt or something like that? And, and you can see what it meant to him. Um, Interesting to see, you know, whether he stays or goes in the summer. You know, Rangers, Rangers did well, I think, to keep him when they, they could have been tempted to, because last close season they would have got probably nearer top dollar. Um, not sure they'll 
it's a bit like Edward. We're really guessing at how much a, a club would be prepared to 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 pay. But I mean, Morelos has made it clear he wants to play in a better league, so it's only a matter of time. And that was a big moment for Rangers, wasn't it? And for Celtic, as the title turned out, when Douglas Park and the and the board said to Stephen Judd, "You don't have to sell him." I think it was fifteen million on the table from Lille, but he said no, if you, eighteen yeah. or whatever. Well, that was huge. That, yeah. that that was huge. I mean, would would Rangers have have won the league this season without Morelos? I think you could argue they they might still have won it. I think he's been key, Davy. I think he's um, he's not scored as many goals, but I think his overall plays improved. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Um, is he going to be here next season? I, I would say, look, we all know he wants to play in a, a bigger league and a better league, but I think he might look at it and think it's an opportunity for me to play in the Champions League, where every single player wants to play. So. I think he'd be here until um, the qualifiers uh, and then they need to see what, what type of money comes in for him. He's still scored 11 league goals so he's third top in the uh, scoring charts in the league along with uh, James Tavernier, Martin Boyle, uh, Kemar Roofs on 10, uh, Kevin Nisbet on 12 and Edouard on 16 goals as we kick off around the country keeping an eye on everything. Uh, Queen's Park are down to 10 men. They were two up at half-time. Peter Grant has been sent off a second pickable offence. No, it's not the 80s. It's 2021. It's Grant's boy. Grant's boy, it is. He's like his dad then. He was a good player, wasn't he? I mean, he was... He was another one that was assistant manager at at Birmingham when when Roy Aiken left, Peter Grant came in. What was he like as as coach, assistant manager? Grant, he was good. Yep. Good. Um... Good laugh about the old firm. Um, I can't obviously say what, what was said on there. Oh, go on. Um, go on. But no, it was good. Good banter. Um, good coach as well, Granty. Um, I know he's at, he's at Alba now. Yep. Bad result from last night, right enough. Big result for Hearts though, and they needed it six 0 I mean, because they're not happy, are they, down the Gorgie Roads? But they should be happy after that last. Yeah, night. that's they, yep. they went fourteen points clear last night. Um, with that result, good result against Alawa. Look, it's always difficult for Alawa. They're, they're part time, them and their broth. Um, the only part time teams in the championship. But Hearts, with the budget they've got and the players they've got, they, they should be winning that that league easily. Third biggest team in Scotland for yeah. me, mm-hmm. Hearts. Bigger than Aberdeen, bigger than Hibs for me. Um, I mean, they've, they've got they've got everything. They've got one of the most atmospheric grounds in, in the country. They've got a great training ground. They've got their own academy. The foundation are putting in 125 grand a month. They tick every box. They, they should be nowhere near the championship. But they're not happy about the manager, are they? Or the owner and Budge. Robin well, Nielsen's getting. Well, they know what you, you you know you can't con football fans, Paul. They've been looking at the football and they've decided it's not good enough. So even though they win the league, it's they, they would be expecting to finish top six next season, and they won't do it with the type of performances that they've been turning in this year. David makes a brilliant point. Time Castle to play in. Atmosphere-wise, yeah, love to have played there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Bro, they can. The fans actually touch you when the ball goes out. Quick throw in. They're right beside you. Brilliant atmosphere to play in. Great to watch. It was always good to commentate there as well. Yeah. At Tencastle, yeah. you're so close to it. Hopeless viewing position from the old stand there, but uh, great to watch. Dick Advocat's first game, wasn't it? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Jim Jeffries and mm-hmm. Dick Advocat. I remember them. Mm-hmm. I think Hart did Hearts win. Is that a draw? I think it was a draw. A draw? Yeah, a draw. I think it was a draw. I'm... But I remember Dick Advocat standing on the touchline and looking around the place mm. at the noise and mm. and I'm thinking to myself, it's, it's not Mickey Mouse It's Mouse-Lade, just one, you know? one fixture I always looked for yeah. Yeah. was Hearts Away. Mm. Used to love it. Be- the, the best one was during the week 
Under the lights. Oh, yeah, Wednesday the, night, yep. Tynecastle. Yep. Atmosphere, electric. You had a lot of success there. As Queen's Park, although they're down to 10 men, go 3-0 up at Stenhouse Muir. Louis Longridge scoring. And uh, Albion Rovers are 3-1 up on Brecon. It's Ryan Stevenson who scored in 51 minutes. Yeah, what's your favourite game from Hearts? Have you got one standout that you remember? You played so many times, I suppose, there. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, I've Not one that stands out, Paul. Um I just love playing there. I, I've said it in many an interviews. It's my favourite away stadium, mm. Tynecastle. Davy, what was your favourite away stadium? I, I remember for... playing in the old Tynecastle before it was renovated. As a, I think I was seventeen and playing for Kilmarnock in a Scottish Cup tie. There are twenty three thousand inside the old Tynecastle, yeah. and it was my first real experience of a big crowd, floodlights. You know, the midweek. Uh, You're from Greenock. Game. <laughs> Greenock. Yeah, and it was just it was it was a real experience mm-hmm. running out of the old Tynecastle. They'll definitely have to reinvest for next season, though, won't they? If, if the well, they yeah, will that, be that, back. That's they will. clear. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Robbie's a manager knows that as well. I, I think he's made it uh, he made it clear after the the Broader Rangers game when they get put out of the Scottish Cup that there's a lot of people here that probably shouldn't be. Um, once they they win that league, which I'm I'm certain they will, um, they could actually win it today if the results go for them. I think. He'll need to bring in a number of players to make them stronger for next season in the, the Premier League. Good news for the Jags. They've gone two up at Peterhead. Scott Tiffany scoring after 52 minutes as uh, Montrose 2, Airdrie 1 is the latest. Russell McLean own goal in 51 minutes. So, uh, so you yeah. just think the atmosphere, yeah. David, you've done commentary in White Hart Lane. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Great. Uh, I, I, I loved it. Loved I remember it. doing a, a Spurs AC Milan game there and it was just electric. Uh, it was, uh, it was have you done the new stadium? No. Yeah, I've done. I've worked in the new stadium. Done uh, commentary in the new stadium. It's it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, it's one stadium I would yeah. love to go and see. Yeah, Aberdeen have scored. Johnny Hayes has scored after fifty-two minutes, so he's broken the deadlock. St Johnson nil, Aberdeen one. Yep. Um, listen, I, I said that I watched Aberdeen last week in the Scottish Cup against Dumbarton. Um, they were really poor. Uh, but listen, I fancy St Johnson today. But Johnny Hayes, who. Another one that, in terms of Celtic, I, w- I was surprised that Celtic let go. I, I thought Johnny Hayes always done a real good job when he was called upon. Um, but I seen Celtic have just went three, then four. They've gone three and four. Yeah, Jack Fitzwater own goal has made it four, and Scott Brown just a couple of moments ago made it three. So it's Scott Brown in fifty minutes, and then in the same minute, just uh, fifty seconds later, Jack Fitzwater own goal. So it's uh, four nil. To Celtic, so it's game over there. You did say looked as though Livy could collapse when they went two goals down. Yeah, l- listen, this isn't de- this could be a cricket score here. Um, Livingston, you, when you're a, a, a team and you go away and play the old firm, you need to make sure the first half you get in um, without conceding. But as soon as that first goal went in, as I said, Celtic took control, and it's just a matter of how many goals now. Ne- nearly forty minutes left, so you know, Livy. <laughs> Livingston four down. That's, was that goal disallowed? Three, it's been disallowed. In fact, there's a score correction there. So we're 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 moving between watching it on Sky there and uh, on Celtic TV. So it's three nil at the moment. I think they're giving it as uh, an own goal. I think that's been the confusion there. Um, yeah, it's three nil to Celtic. Still well on top, uh, and that looks as though that's been given as an own goal against Jack. Fitzwater as QPR go 2-1 up against uh, Sheffield Wednesday Stefan Johansson the scorer there so but Celtic on the way to take all three points yes definitely 3-0 rather than the two 
goals in uh, one minute. So Celtic, though, on top there. But it's too little, too late, Davey, isn't it, for Celtic? Yeah, it is. But, you know, it's important to turn in a good performance ahead of the trip to Ibrox. And they've played like a team who have Ibrox in their mind. You know, they've been very energetic. They've good variation in the way they've, they've, they've built the game. Um, got to say Livingston have been desperately poor but it's exactly what John Kennedy would want the only worry for him now is that they, they pick up a couple of injuries so all, all in all it's, it's going to be a good day we'll see that go back in uh, a moment or two Barry just yeah. think ahead I think next Saturday's going to be a real ding dong game because mm-hmm. obviously Rangers will be desperate to try and get the double and Celtic this is the only trophy they can win this season so they need to go and take the game to, to Rangers so I, I'm looking forward to next week it's their cup final, isn't it? You know, it's the, for the season. This is it for Celtic. Yeah, yeah. Because listen, the the fans are are um, disappointed, angry, frustrated with the, the type of season it's been, um, and they need to try and get them back on their side. Because uh, the Celtic fans ain't happy with the season they've had. So this is a the real chance um, to get a trophy back in the the cabinet, and also it's Rangers' chance to get the double. As Celtic make it for El Yanusi. So the goal was coming anyway. It took a couple of minutes more. And that's a great strike from El Yanusi. There makes that sign that he does with a, his fingers pointed down the way to the turf. So good goal there, Barry. Celtic four up. Yep, four up. James Forrest um, plays it inside to John Joe Kenny. He lays it off to El Yanusi and he, he whips it into the, the keeper's left hand corner. It's a great finish, to be honest with you. Uh, it's something that I, I don't see enough from from El Yunusi. £15 yeah. million pounds Southampton paid for. He, he's a top player, but yep. doesn't do it often enough. I totally agree with you. There's no doubt there's, um, there is a player in there, Davy, but as you say, I just think he's far too inconsistent. He is, Davy, isn't he? When you look at El Yunusi and what he was worth £12 million, that's what Southampton oh, had paid for. He him. was star, yep. star billing when he signed for Southampton, but. Inconsistency, that's the only reason that he's in Scotland. He, he doesn't do it week in, week out. Cove Rangers are one up in Dumbarton. Rory McAllister, the scorer, and Sterling Albion have gone two up at Annan. Andy Ryan, the scorer there. Not too many goals in the second half in the Championship. Could be a big afternoon for Hearts. We'll keep you right up to date with what's happening there. So Celtic 4, Livingston 0. Hamilton 0, Dundee United 1. That's a worry for the Ackies as time goes on. And uh, yeah, we'll go on the lines in a moment or two. Kilmarnock still 2-1 up on Ross County. Motherwell 0. St Mirren nil. St Mirren missed a penalty. Liam Kelly saved it from McGrath. And St Johnson nil. Aberdeen won. That's uh, you right up to date. A uh, question coming in from Stephen and Rob Royston. If John Kennedy wins next weekend, could he get the job? Well, that's something people have been beginning to say. Is there a chance that John Kennedy could be the new manager? I'm, I'm not convinced the board could sell it to the Celtic support, Paul. Um, I, I think the, the Celtic board have got a lot of confidence in John Kennedy, but I, I think He's almost damaged by association uh, in terms of the number of goals that they've they've lost this season, the way they've defended. And I think John Kennedy is, rightly or wrongly, is perceived to be the man that's the defensive coach. It's something Leanne Crichton put to you the other night, Barry, on this uh, on this programme. In terms of uh, in terms of John Kennedy, if he wins against Rangers next week and if he goes the next five league games undefeated, could he be a yeah, contender? Yeah, then he's putting yeah. his case forward yeah. that um, he can be the man to take. Celtic forward but Davey makes a good point I, I don't think the Celtic fans will see it they, they want a big name in they want somebody like a Brendan Rodgers somebody who's going to come in and, and change quite a lot but listen we just need to wait and see because it looks to me of Eddie Howe there's, there's nothing happening in that front so who's going to be the next Celtic manager who knows 
Real chance for Edward a few moments yeah. ago, Davy pulled out a good save. Yeah, really yeah. tight angle corner comes in, it goes right across the six yard box, and Edward trying to squeeze it in almost from the byline. But uh, Livingston, Livingston looking so ragged at the moment. This this could be any number right. four at the moment, but still thirty four minutes to go. That's another corner kick for Celtic. Yeah, fifty seven minutes. We're on David Turnbull with the corner into the box. Uh, Welsh is in there, and uh, Scott Brown as well having a pop but uh, it's been cleared so what about the Scott Brown move then Davey we touched on it briefly earlier on what's your what's your take on I th- it I think it's a good move for Aberdeen yeah. um, because for me there aren't enough leaders enough winners in that Aberdeen dressing room particularly in the back four uh, and I think Scott Brown could go in and, and get, get something out on the, that Derry McInnes couldn't giving them a different attitude in the, the dressing room it could be good for the young players yeah, look, I, I think he like a good in terms of good mentor for guys like my young nephew Lewis and and Ross McCrory. Um, one thing that I th- I think that Scott Brown has been used been used to over the years is he's been playing with high quality players. He goes up to Aberdeen and it goes down a level. Does that then make him become frustrated, yeah. Davy, during during games where if he's getting the ball and playing it, where he's used to a player getting into that area? What do you think? But probably it's going to be frustrating for him, but I, I, I would imagine he's, he's thought that through. He's mm-hmm. going into a dressing room where the, the technical standard isn't what he's used to. And certainly mentally, I, I think Aberdeen have been soft mentally for years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do. And, and he might be able to do something about that attitude because too often, particularly against the old firm, they've rolled over. Injury for James Forrest, and that's that was obviously going to be the worry for John Kennedy. The game's already won picking up injuries ahead of Ibrox and, and that's a big player walking up the tunnel for Celtic James Forrest injured as uh, Ryan Christie prepares to come on Barry that, that, that's yep. a, bo- a body blow yep. uh, for John Kennedy he'd be absolutely delighted with the way that James Forrest has played today just getting him back in the team as I said he's been a massive miss in that Celtic team and look there's a massive game mm. a week today um, and he's going to be key to that game James Forrest so that'll be a real worry for John Kennedy Partick Thistle have gone three up at Peterhead. Brian Graham scoring after 60 minutes, so not ch- such a good afternoon in the blue tune for the, the home team. <laughs> si won't be happy at all. What are you laughing at? The blue tune. The blue tune, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, the red lefties. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool have equalised and it's Mo Salah who scored after 57 minutes. Uh, the, the goal was chalked off in VAR earlier on for Mino, but Liverpool equalised just before the hour, 1-1 against Philip. And uh, they, they want to get back into that winning habit in, in the league. They obviously lost to Real Madrid the other night, Davy, but uh, there were signs. I mean, they, they could make it for Europe for next season. I think it looks more like the Europa League, doesn't it, for yeah. Liverpool? Mm-hmm. And unless they win the Champions League, and it's a big ask to, to pull back a 3-1 against Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid will score at Anfield, so Liverpool might need four. Possibly. Barry, you reckon? I was impressed yeah. with Real Madrid. Um, I've seen the highlights, and they look to be back to their best. Um, and the only thing it's got, look, I was thinking about the, the replay, look, I think it would be a different game if the fans were inside Anfield. Um, so I only see 1-1, one, one and that's Real Madrid. What are you thinking about your old teammate Mikel Arteta at Arsenal? Kieran Tierney went off the other night. He's he's out for four to six weeks, and we know he should be back for the Euros. But it's bad news for Arsenal, isn't it? And Obama Yang, it's just not happening for him. And what, do you worry about his position at Arsenal? Um, yeah, I, I do slightly because he's come in and he's um, 
He's not had much time in terms to bring in his own players. Uh, I know he's brought a few players in. The, the incidents where Aubameyang, your captain late for a, a, a London derby. Come on, that, that, he's a leader in the dressing room. You, you can't have that. Uh, in terms of Kieran Tierney, I don't know if, what Davy thinks. I've watched Arsenal a lot because I watched the English Premier League like everybody does, but I, I take a keen interest in the Scottish boys down there, like say Kieran, Andy Robertson, John McGinn's, guys like that. And every time I have watched Kieran Tierney, he's been Arsenal's best player. They, they'll be pinching themselves that they got him for £25 million. Oh, it's a steal. You know, when you look at what the likes of Ben Chilwell and one or two others are going for. Um, I mean, Arsenal would get double that, maybe treble that right now for him. He's been so impressive. Do you think him. they'll struggle to hold on to him? No, there's a question. Um, I, I, I'm not sure Arsenal would, would sell him to a, a rival, but, you know, if a... Who's to say a, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid wouldn't come in for Kiantini the way he's playing? And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not joking here. I think he's that good. Yeah, I, I, I said it. I, I, think, yeah. I think he's yeah. that good that he could go anywhere. That's You said it about 10 days ago. I, I said it yep. in terms of... Man City, Manchester United, and I says Real Madrid, mm-hmm. Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I, I I think he's that good. If you look at the the fullbacks that they got, they've got the teams. I think Kieran Tierney is just as good. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal have sold before, haven't they, to the rivals in England as well. You know, when you think back uh, over the years, it, it could happen. But remember, Celtic had to really push for the twenty five million as well. Definitely, Scottish players and Scottish football is underrated yeah. by England. No look, question. Look at John yeah. McGinn. He went down yeah. for three and a half million pound. That, that's the biggest yeah. mistake I think Celtic's ever made. No paying that extra half a million pound. But he's went down there, and again, when I watch Aston Villa, watch John McGinn, he impresses every t- every time yeah. I see him. But, but you're right about that in England they don't they don't value your league no. mm-hmm. I remember Gary Neville phoning me when he was number two to Roy Hodgson and asking about Gary Hooper mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I, I gave Gary Hooper the hard sell because he was scoring loads of goals up here he was as sharp as attack but it was the Scottish thing it was the fact that he was scoring goals in Scotland mm-hmm. but he didn't get in didn't get in Strange, isn't it? Underrated uh, in England. Well, in Scotland, let's look at the latest. Celtic are still four up against Livingston. Dundee United still one up at Hamilton. Kilmarnock still two one up against Ross County. So both of them on a knife edge. There's no scoring still at Fir Park, Motherwell and St Mirren. And Aberdeen are that Johnny Hayes goal up in 58 minutes at St Johnson nil. Aberdeen won and with Hibs playing Rangers tomorrow do you think Aberdeen I mean if they could get a win today Barry they would start to say what's that seven points it would be down to four points going into the game Rangers haven't lost at all uh, domestically as Mother will go one up and it's Devante Cole mentioning famous uh, fathers earlier so Andy Cole's boy has scored for Motherwell um, in terms of Aberdeen yep. they're putting a bit of pressure on Hibs um, that's what they need to do they're Listen, they've faltered a bit the last couple of months, Aberdeen. Um, and all they can do is win games of football and put the pressure um, on Hibs. Are they going to catch Hibs? If, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying Hibs is getting third position. Yeah. Davey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the minute Dave Cornack sold Sam Cosgrove, that was a message. And then he punts Scott Wright when Derek McInnes was desperate to keep him for what remained of the season. You know, that was, that was Aberdeen basically... Um, Saying to Hibs, on you go, it's yours. Yep. What do you think for Derek McInnes then? What's the, the future? Can you see him bouncing back soon? He's got a really good reputation, but it's a it, long time it, at Aberdeen. I know for a fact, Paul, that the day after he left Aberdeen, he got a, a call from an English Premier League club, from a director of football at an English Premier League club. And there was a Zoom call that night with, with that club. Obviously nothing's materialised, but um, 
Yeah, I, I think he'll get back into the game. Yeah, I think his, his record is solid. Probably stayed at Aberdeen too long. Mm. Um, too loyal. Might regret not taking the Rangers job, mm. although the circumstances are different. He wouldn't get the backing that Stephen Gerrard has, has got. So I think he'll have one or two regrets. Certainly, I think he stayed at Aberdeen too long. Yeah, if there'd been a stable board at that point, he could have gone. What do you think for Derek? Yeah, but I think he'd done a, a, a fine job up there. I think if you look... If you look back in his time at Aberdeen, every single season he loses his best players and he's got to go and do a bit of a rebuild. Um, and I agree, I think maybe a couple of years ago he took Aberdeen as far as they could go. I think Derek's a... I know Derek, I know for a fact, speaking to Lewis, he rates him highly, very good manager, good man manager as well, good motivator. And I'm sure, listen, in time, if the right job comes up, Derek will, will be back in football. I think his, his fate was more or less sealed the minute Dave Cormack yeah. took over effectively ownership of the club from Stuart Milne. Mm-hmm. Dave Cormack was always going to want his own man in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be interesting, you know, to see how Stephen Glass does because... It's a think, risk, Davey, isn't it? It's I don't risk. think Dave Cormack is... A, I think that Dave Cormack wants to sit in the back seat and drive the car, Barry. That's the impression mm-hmm. I get from this mm-hmm. guy. And I, I don't think that augurs well for Stephen Glass. Mm-hmm. And Derek was obviously on a, a really good contract because Rangers yeah. had come in twice and he was entitled to it, but he was one of the highest paid in Scotland, one of the top three, along with, uh, I suppose, Neil Lennon and uh, Stephen Gerrard. We're going to take a quick break and then we're back. Celtic still four up. You know the score everywhere else. As East Fife score, Kevin Smith, so it's four for one, East Fife Two. That's you. Right up to date. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. No shortage of goals this afternoon. A Celtic go 5 0 against Livingston. And it's uh, El Yanusi who scores his second of the afternoon. Ross County have equalised at Kilmarnock. It's Yakaviti who got the equaliser. And uh, Hamilton still trailing Dundee United by a goal to nil. Motherwell against St Mirren it's still 1-0 to Motherwell Devante Cole the scorer and it's the Johnny Hayes goal the only goal for Aberdeen at St Johnson St Johnson 0 Aberdeen 1 Wraith Rovers 2 Arbroath 0 so Daniel Armstrong the scorer there Queen of the South 1 Inverness 1 Queen scored a few moments ago but Todorov has equalised there for Neil McCann's Inverness so it's 1-1 there and Falkirk have gone 2-0 up in their game against Clyde so Barry game set and match for Celtic 5-0 and it's uh, they've taken off though we knew earlier on about Forrest uh, Turnbull has gone off as well just a moment or two ago I guess to save him for next week the match with Rangers yeah he normally comes off 20 minutes to go anyway <laughs> anyway David Turnbull but listen I, I think when the first goal went in when Celtic scored that there was only going to be one outcome for me um, but Livingston need to be careful now because this Celtic could get 6, 7 yeah. here so Livingston need to shut up shop and make sure they don't concede anymore sig- sig- Significant I think that a Yeti comes on no Lee Griffiths so yeah. I don't expect to see Lee Griffiths at Ibrox next week Is that to try and put a Yeti though in the shop window if someone comes in for next Ma- it week? It might be yeah. but obviously yeah. Lee Griffiths is not in John Kennedy's thoughts at all and he's such an impact player normally you think in cup football you get 10 minutes of him as you said the other week Barry and he, he can make the difference but it doesn't look as though he will feature well you've seen in the the, the times he's come on Lee Griffiths um, he gets in great areas Look, he, he's just got that um, striker's instinct to get in the right area but David might be right it looks to me that Ayeti coming on I don't think Ayeti's done anything since Celtic paid the big money for uh, for him from West Ham 
Um, so this could be looks like the end for Lee Griffiths, like which it. which is disappointing because as I said, any time he steps on the park, he's always liable to get a goal. What about the goal, Davy? El Yunusi, did he do well? Yeah, I mean he, he's he's been outstanding today. Um, as I said earlier, the, the, the boy's got so much ability, he just doesn't do it often enough. You know, if he could be a bit more consistent, he'd be a top, top player. Abroth have pulled one back, the Red Lickties. Rafael was two, <laughs> Abroth one, Jack Hamilton scoring in 72 minutes. And Cardiff two, Blackburn one, Joe Rawls the scorer there. Bournemouth are 3-1 up in Coventry. Uh, David Brooks the scorer there. And uh, Inverness at 1-1. So Neil McCann, had a good run. Difficult start, Barry, but he's, he's doing a good job in place of John yeah, Roberts in the meantime. I spoke to Neil a, a couple of times um, and he's enjoying it. Obviously, he took a job under difficult circumstances. Eh? Obviously, what's happened to uh, to John Robertson, but a sticky start. But he's picked up some great results. How, how do you see that panning out, though? I mean, obviously, it depends on Robbo. You know, but I, I asked Neil that. Um, he's just taking it game by game. Um, they're he's obviously done a giving... great job. He's done a terrific job. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but he says he's got a good group of players up there. He says they're, they're decent. It's, it's always difficult, David, to attract players up to Inverness. Yeah. Their budget's not the biggest, and you obviously know that A9, it's not the, the best of roads. <laughs> so, but listen, he had a tough time, Neil, at, at Dundee, his last job. Um, so he said to come in and, and um, make, a, make a mark, and he, and he certainly done that, as I said. Tough couple of games to start with, but he's got them on a bit of a roll. He'd love it for his reputation as a manager. He was a terrific player. And Barry, you said he would be in your team, always. Yeah, he's... Do you know what? I, I love playing with Neil McCann. Um, just old school, out and out winger. Um, never had to beat a guy. He would just get that half a yard, Davy, and whip it in. I love I, the Lovenkrantz goal. Yep. was a good example. He had Didi Agat and Jackie McNamara mm-hmm. doubling up on him, but he could see that wee chink of light between yep. them. Um, and you know what it's like with wingers they've got to do a trick and make sure they beat somebody Neil was shifting hip yep, he was never like that and another thing about him is what a team player he was mm-hmm. like if you want somebody in the trenches Neil yeah. McCann was there he would he would uh, be right up for the battle so no, I really really thought a lot of him as a player and as a, a person he was a great teammate is, is it something in the water down there David Gurok, Greenock Way wingers yeah, he's Port Glasgow both came through uh, Park Lee playing fields in Port Glasgow I know the likes to play in them yeah, yeah absolutely of badly, course he did yeah. badly yeah, <laughs> yeah but nearly yeah, nearly from down that way and um, I just uh, so many I mean it came out John McMaster at Aberdeen came right through mm-hmm. the Park Lee system as well Charlie Brown at Morton Going right back to Charlie Cook, Joe Harper. Uh, it was always a, a real breeding ground for talent down at Partley. On the banks of the River Clyde. Yeah. Benny's coming. Here he is. Oh, Lee he Griffiths is. coming on with 74 minutes gone. So he, Lee Griffiths is making an appearance. We'll see who's changing. So it's 5-0 to Celtic against Livy. Uh, and you make a good point that uh, Livy don't want to lose any more goals because they had such a brilliant run, 14-15 games, and then it was going wrong. He steadied the ship a bit. They lost the cup final and it was a great chance for them, wasn't it, to get Yeah, but overall, yeah. look, for Livingston as a season, he finished in the top six. Um, it was a fantastic achievement. Um, getting to a cup final. When I watched the cup final, they never performed they were disappointing on the day there's there's no doubt about it but look to finish in the top six with the budget 
David Martindale's always saying that he's no, he's probably got the lowest budget along with Hamilton Aki. So he, he finished in that top uh, top six. It's a fantastic achievement. Scott Brown smiling as he goes off. Uh, Lee Griffiths comes on. Is that Sorrow as well? Is going to come on? Yep, Sorrow and Griffiths for Brown and Elianusi Davy. Yeah, Elianusi yep. has been the best player on the pitch for me, mm. and he he'll definitely start at Ibrooks next week. Scott Brown, likewise, I, I think that'll be his, his penultimate old firm game. He'll he'll start at Ibrooks as well. He will indeed. Uh, you reckon? Well, he was probably Celtic's best player just a, a few weeks ago. I, I when thought he was really yeah. good uh, in the last Old Firm game. A lot of people are going on about his his legs were finished, but that's probably the best I've seen him in a long time, Scott Brown, in the, the last Old Firm game. Celtic fans are going to pay tribute to their captain with a tribute around the stadium during his final appearance at Celtic Park in in May. Just uh, well, after today, there's only four games to go in the league. It's been a quick season, hasn't it, Barry? Do you think since we started on the first of August? Yeah, it's yep. been a, a quick season in terms of the Premier League. It's been a long season for myself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't seen your players for. for did you remember them all? Did you recognise them? Yeah, do you know what? I, yeah. I hadn't seen them for three months. It's yeah. just good to see them and um, get a bit. Of, just listening to the the banter and, mm. and getting a, a laugh and a joke with them. So it was great to get out in the fresh air because mm. nothing beats. David, I'll tell you, nothing beats being on a, a football pitch, kicking a ball about. When are you training next then? Two Tuesday. Weeks, two weeks to the match. Tuesday. Tuesday yep. night. Yeah. So they work and all day. you have to test yep. again? Will you... No, work? but uh, every 168 hours we've got to test. So I at, think... At two grand a pot? Yep. So uh, we're looking at next Saturday, Davey, our next round of testing. And then we'll need to test on the Thursday because we can't test on the Saturday because of the game. So we'll need to test on uh, the Thursday before the game. You wonder if this is still relevant given the fact that it's... Uh, and we're not minimising the whole thing about COVID but for young fit men or women in football yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not sure well, yeah, I'm and, not an expert and, and, but you do why wonder why are the SFA yeah. allowing Kelty to be out £2,000 yeah. when they haven't even clarified whether they'll be allowed to go into League 2 if they win their, their playoff games mm-hmm. they need some leadership oh. it's just surely it's common beggars, sense beggars yeah. belief mm-hmm. it could only happen in Scotland because the pyramid system's a good thing, isn't it? And the playoffs are good at the bottom of the table. Remember in the old days, David, when you just you had nothing to play for. You know, if you knew you were going to be second bottom, you were fine. Yeah, I, I don't think breaking should be in a playoff. And no. I'm assuming that breaking, I, I know they're only, what no. is it, four points behind Cowden Beef. Yeah. But the bottom club in League Two should automatically go down. Exactly. It should why, be the second why did, bottom. Why yeah. did they get a playoff? Good question. Barry, would you agree with that? Yep. I, yep. I, I'm not just saying that because mm. of the position I'm in. But in, in terms of, look, me and David played at a good level. Um, but I've always went to watch lower league football and even junior football. I've always been interested in it. And when this opportunity came, the pyramid system was built to allow clubs to go and have that pathway to get into the SPFL pool. And I just feel. We're up against brick walls constantly with, with good clubs um, and I'm, I'm talking about even clubs below our level uh, there's, there's real ambition in these leagues I don't think Hearts uh, need to worry Dundee are a goal down to Morton actually it's Aidan Nesbitt scored in 78 minutes and uh, Wraith Rovers are in the lead and they're matched they're 2-1 up so uh, that would be good for Morton they've been up and down yeah, but not, not good for James McPake though no. you know, they've been going well looking a certainty for at least a yep. playoff place but they can't afford to drop many points and then remember they were the they were the force on Tayside, weren't they? You know, when you think of Dundee, Dundee United, St Johnson just down the road. But yeah. Dundee were the, the main team by quite a, a margin, Davy. Big yeah. big club. But when I was starting out, I remember going up there as playing for Kilmarnock, big crowds at, at Dens Park. Jockey Scott was an absolute <laughs> star for them. Um proper football club in those days. Mm-hmm. 
Not the case now, but that's not a good result. It's not a result yet. There's uh, 10, 11 minutes left. I I mean, see, you, you look yeah. at that championship, Hearts, Dundee, mm-hmm. big, big clubs. Sure. Yep. Dunfermline were a big club. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, again, back. I mean, we used to go East End Park, that was packed. Um, playing at Eastern Park and that's another stadium I really enjoyed um, playing at but I, I'm, yeah. I'm old enough to remember Dunfermline beating Valencia in the first cup mm. do you remember that? yeah I think uh-huh. they beat Everton as well mm-hmm. wow amazing um, yeah. in those days Kilmarnock and Dunfermline would, would beat English teams foreign teams St Johnson beat Hamburg when Willie Ormond was manager at, yeah. yeah St Johnson wow. beat Hamburg mm. amazing Brentford have scored 3-0 if I tell you the scorer is Ivan Tony, you won't be surprised will you? <laughs> What might have been for Celtic this season? Yeah, he's littered uh, with it, isn't it? <laughs> he he's been a, a, a great sign. And listen, he scored goals at Peterborough. Um, I know they spent big money, but that was one that Celtic were linked with again. And I don't think they were willing to go to that sort of price. But look at the look at he's paid back his transfer fee with the form he's been in for Brentford this season. Certainly has. They're making a few changes there. Lithgow's coming on for Fitzwater at uh, Livingston. They're five down to Celtic. So Celtic are cruising there. We've got how many? Uh, ten minutes left at uh, in the East End. Is there much to of note since those goals? The double for El Yunusi, Davey? No, I mean, it, Livingston would take the full, bite the hand off you for the full-time whistle right now. And, and John Kennedy will just be watching every tackle and hope that he doesn't get any more injuries. It'll be interesting to see how bad... James Forrest was didn't look too good for him limping up the tunnel let's look forward to tomorrow afternoon so it's uh, Rangers against Hibs here's Stephen Gerrard looking forward to the match goes without saying you're going to have to be at your best to get the right results against Hibs and um, we have had previous tough challenges against this team and um, we have to be ready and at our best again at the weekend because this is not a team that you can take lightly or be complacent against because uh, they'll make you pay The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from five Six, seven minutes left in the first in the second half. Celtic are five up on Livingston. No further goals there during the break. In fact, no goals in the major games in the Premiership. But I can tell you, both have equalised at Wraith Rovers. Ricky Little scoring in 84 minutes. So Wraith Rovers two are both two. So if they do slip up this afternoon, and if Dundee slip up, then it could be uh, celebrations for the Hertz tonight. It could be. Will a lot could happen in the next five or ten minutes in the Premiership here in Scotland. Hamilton nil. Dundee United won it's a worry Barry we're in the last 6-7 minutes of that game but Hamilton enjoys scoring a goal in the last couple of minutes um, they've done that <laughs> on a few occasions um, yep. this season so look there's still a, wee, uh, a bit of time to go um, and it wouldn't surprise me if Hamilton come up with that equaliser Kilmarnock and Ross County are 2-2 at the moment so John Hughes would be more pleased about that because it looked as though losing such an early goal that they could go down this afternoon but 2-2 no point in speculating with 5-6 minutes left and Motherwell and St Mirren it's still that Devante Cole goal that counts 1-0 Motherwell St Mirren missed a penalty McGrath took it Liam Kelly saved it and it's still Aberdeen are one up at St Johnson uh, Johnny Hayes the scorer there Falkirk 2 Clyde 1 Joshua Jack pulls one back there for Clyde, uh, who at one time were the Glasgow, one of the Glasgow teams, I don't know if anyone refers to them that way. Brecon have had a player sent off, Christopher McKee sent off, second bookable offence with uh, two minutes to go there uh, in that match at Brecon City. Good afternoon for Queen's Park, who are well ahead. Barry, any thoughts on any of those scores as they come in? The uh, 
Aberdeen looks as though they could get the points. Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a great yeah. three points. I, and I'll be honest with you, Paul, I've never seen that coming. I've watched, as I said, Aberdeen on a couple of occasions. Um, and I've been disappointed in the way they've performed in the, the kind of season that the St. Johnson have had, certainly the last couple of months. Um, I fancy St. Johnson all the way, but as I said, that's going to be, if it ends, a great three points for Aberdeen. I think I think St Johnson, you know, clinching a place in the top six. It's almost like after the Lord Mayor's show now. I, I think the switches go, you know, a lot of the switches go off when they make top six. Job done, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The money's been made. You know, they've got the prize money, um, and uh, you know, I think they switch off to a certain extent. Rangers Hibs looking forward to watching that tomorrow, Davy. Although it's not, it's not on Sky, is it? I don't think it is. I think because the title's over here, I don't think it's on tomorrow there. But uh, Rangers Hibs tomorrow. Yeah, and and again, you know. It's, for Rangers it's all about getting a decent performance ahead of next weekend mm-hmm. and avoiding injury it looks as if James Forrest has, has picked up a bad one here today mm-hmm. looks like it we'll maybe find out more later on for Rangers on this one tomorrow I guess they want to keep this uh, this amazing run and they've only lost two goals domestically as you mentioned earlier Barry at Ibrox yeah and, and their full focus is on the Scottish Cup there's no doubt about that Stephen Gerrard said it um, but I, I fully expect Rangers to, to um, beat Hibs um, Hibs are a, a, a decent team but Look, when they come to places like Ibrox, they, they, they tend to struggle a bit. So I certainly expect Rangers to get the three points tomorrow. Here's the manager speaking about Nathan Patterson. Obviously, we've just had news that the hearing's going to be when it is. You know, the COVID lads um, will be available for the next couple. Of course, that's a boost. Didn't expect that. But it is what it is. You know, the, them decisions are out of our control. We don't decide when um, these hearings are or when they're put in place. We, we wait for contact and the SFA have given us a date and we've accepted that date. So we'll deal with that as and when it comes and they'll probably need Nathan Patterson tomorrow because uh, Tavernier uh, I don't think he's going to play as Celtic go six up just a moment ago it was Ryan Christie did yep. he? Yep. Oh, terrible cross a terrible pass along his, his own 18 yard box from Effie Ambrose gives the ball away to Christie and he just shifted it onto his left side and bent it inside the the left hand post there but shocking defending from big Effie Ambrose that's too easy Davey oh, yeah had he forgotten he's not playing at Celtic anymore, big effort? <laughs> oh dear. Well, Livingston, yeah. Livingston have chalked it. You know, yeah. Barry said when the, when the first goal went and you, you know, you could see the heads going down, I don't think they've done their manager any favours today. No, that is a bad one. Uh, for tomorrow, Nathan Patterson, he'll play. Yeah, yeah. I, again, it's great to see young players come through the system, Paul. Um, I've, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't see enough of it at both the old firm clubs but certainly my old club Rangers um, there's not enough young boys that come through and you see some coming in and playing one or two games but certainly Nathan Patterson's come in he's obviously had a, a bit of luck in terms of where James Tavernier had been injured but I tell you one thing about him he's got huge potential I just hope that he keeps his feet on the ground continues to work hard and I think he's got a very bright future Davey, what, 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 Why are they not producing as many I, oh, I, I, I don't know Davey I, if you think back to Charlie Adam, Chris Burke, Alan Hutton, um, Ross McCormack, Alan McGregor, Rangers got some really good players out there. Yep, and it's just kind of stopped over the, the the last few years. And I know there's a lot of investment goes into it, David, uh, David as well. Um, so th- that's something that always I'm keen on seeing young players coming through, and I don't see enough of it. Um, I hear there's good talent, but as you know, talent only gets you so far, David. You need to have a certain mindset to play at the. I play at the old firm. Yeah. How do you feel about old firm cold teams in the in League Two? 
I can see the, the positives and negatives. The positives is if they come into the lower leagues, there's going to be more investment for the, the lower league teams. Um, also, it gives the young players, David, I think it's important. It'll be the same with you. When I was a young player coming through with reserve football, yeah. now the reserve teams at that time, David, were filled with guys on a Monday who never played on yeah. a Saturday. Proper, proper so you were, I was coming up against guys who'd played 250, yeah. 300 games and... It was a great experience for me at 16 year old, 17 year old coming up against seasoned pros. So I think that will have its benefits. Um, so I, I'm all for it. I know some managers have, have said no, but I would like to see it. I think it would benefit both Celtic and Rangers in terms of getting players, younger players coming into the first team. Dundee have scored with uh, two minutes remaining so they've equalised Dundee won Morton won Lee Ashcroft and that could be a huge goal for James McPake's Dundee Celtic are still six up on Livingston one minute remaining plus stoppage see, time see in terms of the young young players Davey I, that's where I, I don't think we see enough of with the, the way the system is just now because I find in the pro youth system players at 13 and 14 when they get to 18 and 19, they're still playing against the same players they were five, six years previous. So that's where I like the, the idea of Rangers and Celtic Colts. But also I would like to see like Dundee United and Hearts and yeah. other clubs do that. Because as I said, I, I'm not saying the way it worked when I was younger was better, but the, the amount of learning I, I took out of playing against like Dundee United and Aberdeen coming up against guys like Brian Grant and all that who maybe never yeah. played... Um, so I, I got so much benefit out of that Good point Breaking 2 Albion Rovers 4 In fact that's a full time It's full time at Rugby Park Kilmarnock 2 Ross County 2 So what do you think Who'll be happier? John Hughes will be A happier man there mm. Yeah because If you look at it Ross County's away form um, Under John Hughes Has not been great uh, Their home form Has been pretty decent So John Hughes Will be the happy manager there Especially if the Hamilton Scoreline stays As it is Dundee United Are one up Cowdenbeath have beaten Elgin City By a goal to nil Breaking two Albion Rovers four As we mentioned Partick Thistle They take the points To Peterhead And uh, help the goal difference A three goal victory Against Peterhead uh, up there in the northeast, Montrose two, Airdrie two is the latest. Aaron Lennox scoring uh, in the fourth minute of added time. So Airdrie, the Diamonds, getting a, a late goal there. Just waiting for the full time whistle to go. There's two minutes being played as Celtic are six six up on Livingston, but Livy with a chance here. Uh, looking elsewhere, in fact, the whistle has now gone. Celtic six, Livingston nil as uh, Tony Wallace of uh, Annan has gone off right at the end foul play Montrose 2, Airdrie 2 that is a result in the Scottish First Division so 6-0 that uh, came to nothing there that uh, cross in for Livy uh, very more than decent win for Celtic as we hear the air and Dunfermline finish at 1-1 Davy Proven? Yeah I mean it's exactly what John Kennedy would have wanted you, you see him in a dugout here with Stephen McManus and, and Gavin Strachan Good day's work for John Kennedy. Um, clean sheet, six goals. Strikers on the, the, the score sheet. Ticks most boxes. St Johnson nil, Aberdeen won. So Aberdeen narrow the gap for third place there and fourth, of course. And Cove Rangers won to Barton nil. So Barry, yep, it's the, the points. Uh, Stephen Glass will take over probably next week. Yep, massive three points for Aberdeen. As I said, been struggling of late um, with their form and even scoring goals. So... Good, um, good three points away. A tough place to go, McDermott. Part over the last few months. As Liverpool go two-one up, Davy. 
Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. I can't believe he was left out of the England squad yeah. Yeah. What's happened? Mind-boggling yeah. As uh, Queen's Park take the point So the league leaders in Division 2 Stenhousemuir 1 Queen's Park 3 Hamilton Ackies have lost Hamilton 0 Dundee United 1 As Wraith Rovers and our both draw 2-2 So for Hamilton, Davey Not but, looking good But no. you know, still, still time left Four games left And if anyone can uh, do the Harry Houdini It's Brian Rice that, that, that was the best result um, for Hamilton in terms of them getting beaten obviously Ross County and, and Kilmarnock drawn so they're still within touching distance Kilmarnock are only going to be two points in front and Ross County three points in front Paul I love your analysis that's why we have you two here Messrs Ferguson and, and it, Proven it looks yeah. as if the winner of uh, Brora Kelty will be playing Breakin because Breakin have lost today Cowdenbeath won so they're now seven points clear of Breakin so it looks as if Breakin are going to finish bottom of, of League 2 and hopefully will be in a playoff. Wraith Rovers and our both finished 2-2. Annan in the second division are 1-2. Uh, so it was 2-1 for Stirling Albion at Annan. Liverpool 2-1 as we mentioned there is the latest. QPR, good afternoon for them. 4-1 against Sheffield Wednesday. They're still playing injury time. Bottom of the table looks like this. Hamilton, who lost this afternoon, stay on 27 points after 34 games. Kilmarnock go on to 29 with that draw this afternoon. Ross County go on to 30 with the draw there. We're just waiting for the full-time result from Mother if they hold on to that one goal lead which they have we're just watching for it coming in then well we'll give you it when it comes in but Motherwell started the day on 35 points Barry? Yeah it's a three horse race at the bottom between Ross County Kilmarnock and Hamilton Ackies Hearts are champions so Dundee have dropped points this afternoon so too a three for overs yep Dundee and Morton 1-1 so that six goal victory last night did it congratulations to Anne Budge Robbie Nielsen and Hearts yeah that's why Robbie was, was brought in Um to make sure he got them promoted he done similar to Dundee United um, last season um, he's done his job I know he's come in for a bit of criticism over the last couple of weeks but he's bread and butter's the league to make sure he got hearts where they've got to be is in the Premier League so fair play to Robbie Nielsen this season and David they could have felt sorry for themselves this season after the way yeah. it finished last year although they were playing really badly but fair play to them, it, it, wasn't it? It's great for the game in Scotland, Paul, because, you know, Dundee United were down for long enough, Hibs were down for lo- long enough, and now we've got the two of them back and we've got Hearts back in the big league. Great, great for Scottish football. Great for attendances as the fans come yeah, back for yeah. next season. Because that's what you want in it's derbies, isn't it? Edinburgh yeah. derby. Of course, yeah. That's what you want. Because you miss it in Dundee. The derby. And then you just yeah. need Dundee up and then you've got the Dundee yeah. derby. So. Okay. That'd be perfect. Yep. We'll see what we can do in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, so, looking for some other scores. Edinburgh City, uh, a 1-0 for them. Just waiting for the full-time whistle to go at Motherwell. That's the only one in the Premiership because, as you know, Celtic 6, Livingston 0. Yeah, Motherwell yep. get that three points. They are, they are clear. They are, they, they are fine. They're out of trouble then, aren't they? Because they started yes. the day on 35 points. We'll give you it in just a moment or two. We're just waiting for that. And then we're going to take your calls, 0808 17 17 700. And it's maybe time to start thinking about next weekend and the Cup. Last 16, Rangers against Celtic. I know Rangers are playing tomorrow against Hibs, but the league is Rangers, the new champions. They're playing Hibs tomorrow afternoon. And then next weekend, Saturday afternoon, a full card, including in the Cup, Rangers against Celtic. Yeah, we're just waiting for that full time coming at Motherwell. Unless uh, it sneaked past us, Barry, I don't think so. No, it's James is on it. No, it's not. Nothing would. Nothing gets past you, does it? Not <laughs> Got my on it. Got no, my on it. No, no, nothing gets past you, I know. Just watching. Kings Lynn, no thank you. Ipswich nil. MK Dons nil. Barnsley two. Middlesbrough nil. 
And uh, QPR 4-1 for them. That's uh, a result. Just waiting for the result at Liverpool. Trent Alexander-Arnold getting that late goal. Two minutes into injury time. Of course, the English game's gone now for 98, 99 minutes because of VAR, sometimes more. Falkirk 2, Clyde 1. I can't believe there's even a debate about uh, Trent not being in the... The, the Euro squad for me l- listen he's, he's not had the best of seasons David what, what he had previous but he's still a fantastic player yeah, yeah. I mean uh, we're talking about how good uh, Kieran Tierney is and, mm. and Alexander's out the same mould for me yep. yep Norwich have won at Derby so I uh, can't believe it's not Pookie that scored he's, what a season he is having and uh, Nottingham Forest a 0-0 draw with Bristol City just waiting for that big result to come in from Motherwell St Johnson nil, Aberdeen won the result Liverpool have won 2-1 Sunderland have lost at home to Charlton they pulled one back but it's Charlton who win 2-1 Motherwell won St Mirren nil. we're just waiting for the full time result <laughs> St Johnson nil, Aberdeen won Killy and Ross County 2-2 Killy fans what do you think give us a call 0808 17 17 700 you can call Barry and Davey Barry, it's just we're willing it to come up here in the. Is it still called a teleprinter? No, I don't suppose it is. Uh, <laughs> Dickie Davis will be on in a moment. Hamilton nil, Dundee United one. Mark McNulty, Aki's fans, are you going to do the Houdini Act? But there's only four games left. Can you do it? Um, but the results this afternoon, Barry, you were saying actually it could have been worse for them because if Kilmarnock had got the three points, if Ross County had got the three points, they're, they're anchored. Whereas. Yeah, disappointing. Disappointing yeah. result for Hamilton, but I, I think as soon as they they get into that dressing room, Brian Rice would have been looking at the the result down at, um, at Kelly at Rugby Park, and he'll be happy with that a draw. And um, what he didn't want is one of them getting away. So it's it's going to be a three horse race. There's no doubt in my mind about that. At Go Football Show, we're on the socials. We'll have some of your comments in the last hour. Plus, you can text your message to Go, plus your message to 87474. And you can call us 0808 17 17 700. Davey, you're just watching the highlights of the uh, Celtic goals there. Uh, difficult afternoon for McCrory, the Rangers keeper on loan who went yeah. to Livingston. And he's a highly rated young keeper, but that's not good for a team. Losing six goals. No, he had no. absolutely nothing in front of him yeah. today. He's left yeah. badly exposed. Um, but I, I do think this is the... If James Forrest is fit, uh, I think Celtic will start with the same 11 at Ibrox, the, the 4-2-3-1. Uh, odds on Edward up through the middle uh, on his own. Um, and I'd be surprised if, if Lee Griffiths gets anywhere near that game next week. The seven minutes has been added at Motherwell in case you thought we just lost the plot here. They've added seven minutes. So we're well into that now. There we go. Yeah. There's the, on you go, Barry. You can announce it. Motherwell have won one nil. Yep. Devante Cole had another chance just at the end there, but he curled it just wide. So those are the score lines in the Premiership. Celtic six, Livingston nil, Hamilton nil, Dundee United one, Kilmarnock two, Ross County two, Motherwell one, St Mirren nil, St Johnson nil, Aberdeen one. And Hearts not kicking a ball today, but they are the champions of the championship because Dundee and Wraith Rovers drop points this afternoon. We are into your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show Talking football first Listen live weeknights from five Final hour, we're on till six Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Davy Provenin Loads of your calls coming in We're going to fire through them in the next 60 minutes On an afternoon when Hamilton lose at home to Dundee United That early goal to Mark McNulty of Dundee United They just couldn't pin it back So they lose 1-0 But Kilmarnock were ahead against Ross County Twice but it ended up 2-2. It was Chris Burke who scored in just uh, three minutes. Michael Gardine 
then pulled one back, then they went 2-1 up, and then Jakaviti made it 2-2, so a share of the points at Rugby Park. Motherwell, well, it was Devante Cole who scored there, one goal victory. McGrath missed a penalty, or rather it was saved by Liam Kelly. So Cole is the hero for Motherwell this afternoon, getting all three points, and they are surely now out of any danger whatsoever in the Premiership under Graham Alexander. Aberdeen take the points at St Johnson. Johnny Hayes, ex-Celtic man, scores in the second half. And uh, that was the goal that counted there for Aberdeen. And Celtic 6, Livingston 0, James Forrest scoring early on. David Turnbull, there was an own goal. It was uh, Jack Fitzwater, 2 for El Yunusi. And then Ryan Christie. The worry for Celtic is that James Forrest went off with an injury. And we'll try to find out uh, what they're saying about it. In fact, on the line now, 0808 17 17 700 is uh, a Celtic fan. Regan joins us. Regan, good evening. Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thanks. Yeah, uh, yourself. You've been watching and you've been listening to some of it on Celtic TV this afternoon, and uh, you said they were talking about Eddie Howe. Yeah, I'm just surprised that a, a Celtic colonel would talk about Eddie Howe. Uh, I feel that's a, an indication that Eddie Howe does want to win during this position. Right. Celtic, we're going to try and sort the line to you, Regan, because it's uh, it's not clear. There, we'll come back in that in a moment or two if you could not the best line we've got with you we're just trying to fix it Regan James will be back to you in a second or two try that now right up to the the mouthpiece yep uh, hi Paul can you hear me yeah that's better so what what did you hear this afternoon so I was I was just on Celtic TV they were they were asking uh, Jackie not the man and uh, stuff about Eddie Howe I'm just surprised that uh, Celtic TV would ask those guys about about Eddie Howe well, what did they say? <laughs> we're interested in the answer. They, they, they were asking uh, what, what Eddie Howe would offer Celtic and what they made of uh, Eddie Howe as a, uh, as a manager. So I'm just interested to see what why they would do that because I feel like they're kind of dropping the, the, the hand there that he might be in at Celtic. Possibly there's been so much speculation, um, but I think it is good they're talking about these things on club TV rather than it being just a, a party I th- I think, line. I think they're yeah. like the rest of us, Paul, they're guessing though. Yeah. Uh, I think Dermot Desmond's probably the only one who's got the inside track in this. Um, and it doesn't appear there's going to be an announcement anytime soon. Certainly, according to Eddie Howe's agent or his representative, he's no intention of getting back into management until this summer at the, the earliest. Now, for me, Celtic have to get somebody in right now. They have to get a scout in to replace Nicky Hammond. They need to get a director of football in. Um, thankfully, Dominic Mackay is, is leaving Murrayfield early, but there is so much to be done. I don't think for a minute they can wait until the summer for Eddie Howe. Yeah, listen, I, I, I don't get why um, they don't get somebody in as soon as possible. For me, recruitment's number one at a football club. And if you leave it to the summer, David, I, I think that's too late to try and get players um, you need to come in identify players who you want to keep what positions you need to strengthen and I think if you're leaving that to the summer the start of June I think you're leaving that too late that, that's in a normal year but this isn't a normal year they're yep. going to probably need I think as many as 10 maybe yep. maybe more mm-hmm. if you think of the players who are going back to their parent club those like Ayer mm-hmm. and Christie and Edward who will almost certainly leave um, the ones who are not good enough like Ayeti I mean, they're going to need a full team and they don't have a director of football, they don't have a head scout and they don't have a manager. You know, it's, 
whatever way you look at it, if you're a Celtic fan, there is, there's a lot to be worried about right now. And this was always going to be a big... But I pointed out um, a couple of my mates who support Celtic, that that's what they're worried about. They're worried about the leave it too late and then it's too late to go and get these players in and then it's a, a, a they're playing catch up again. And that's what I think that's worrying every Celtic fan. They want to, they want somebody in now. They want to know who's coming in now. And I'd fully expect Celtic would want somebody to come in the now to get their foot in the door, assess the squad, assess what they need to strengthen, who's going to be leaving. Yep. As David just pointed out, there's three key players going into the final 12 months of their contract. If they ain't going to sign, they need to sell them. Regan, how worried are you? I'm, I'm just a bit concerned that Celtic are doing this every single season. They don't seem to bring players in for the Champions League qualifiers and they're doing the same thing with the manager, but they still expect the team to do well in Champions League, in Champions League qualifying. If you look back, Celtic done well in Champions League qualifying with Brendan Rodgers, but that was uh, when Brendan brought in some players, but I just feel like they're doing it every single year where they just leave it to the last minute. Yeah, and I just don't know where the, for, the forward plan is mm-hmm. for, for the club. But I just want to ask you another point, Paul. Is about Mohamed, Mohamed Elliot. Yep. Uh, yep. He scored today and I thought he was fantastic. Do the panel think he should be on the transfer list for Celtic in the summer? Davy, you've been talking about him today. How impressed? Yeah, you? yeah. But the, the the problem with El Yanusi, and there is a top player in there. The problem is he doesn't do it often enough, mm-hmm. and that that's basically that's why he's in Scotland. That's why he's not at Southampton, who paid a lot of money for him, had a lot of faith in him, and he, he couldn't deliver down there. He delivers now and again, and he looks a top top player. But you know, in uh, either old firm club, you, you've got to do it nine weeks out of ten. You can see flashes of why Southampton paid fifteen million pound for him. There's no doubt there's a player in there but when you come up to Scotland you need to do it on a consistent basis and I'm afraid he's not done that. Is he a good player? Of course he is. There's no doubt about it. Is Celtic... Um, I don't know his contract situation. Is he going into the final 12 months of his contract in Southampton or has he got another two years left? But I would hazard I guess he would co- cost a few quid he'd be on huge money wouldn't he um, you know the goalkeeper was in what 80, 90 grand a week mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's on that but he'll be on 60 I don't know huge money what about Regan's point there about they buy too late for the Champions League anyway even in the but Brendan they do well Rogers, certainly yeah. last season yeah. Celtic brought in six players spent £14 million on six players only two of them were in the club early enough for the Champions League qualifier against Ferns Farris Ayeti I think was on the bench but wasn't fit enough to start so there was no forward planning. I mean, Celtic should be doing their planning for the Champions next Champions League qualifiers right now. They should be identifying who's coming into the club now. Can't leave it at the last minute. And that's why they lost to Fairness Varus. Barry, you've been saying that for weeks and weeks that the rebuild start, should have started Christmas time started yep. January I know you're in a window to, to bring players in in January but you should be identifying players who you want to bring in for the summer. Mm-hmm. And that's six months previous to the season starts. That's the way it, That's the norm I would think it would work That's the way I'm sure many football clubs work But They're They're, they're, um, but who, who, they're taking who, a chance Barry there's nobody there To identify players right now There's yeah, no manager Nicky Hammond's left So there's no chief scout There's no director of football The role they want to fill And there's no chief executive Because Dominic Mackay's not in the building yet So Does Peter Lowell identify the players? Who, who decides A. What the manager needs and the players that are going to fill 
those positions. There's nobody there to make a decision right now. And that's why, that's why first, and, first and foremost, Dermot Desmond has to get a manager up to Glasgow, ASAP, and start the ball rolling because Rangers are already building for next season and Celtic, you know, really have to get the finger out here. Regan, have you given up on Eddie Howe or is he still your choice or who would you like to see? Who do you think is going to take over? I think Eddie Howe's the manager. I think he's the manager right now. I think, I think he just doesn't want to be announced. I think, I, I think he's uh, working behind, his, behind the scenes on, the, on players who he wants to bring in. I just don't think he wants to be involved with this se- season where Celtic have been absolute shambles from top to bottom. I don't think he wants to be associated with... See, see, see I, I don't think a manager coming in now would be associated mm. with the season. Season's I think, done. I, I think it'd be a free hit for him. Yep, so they are. Mm. And the cup would be a bonus, if anything. But the season's gone, you know. It would be a free hit for him. It'd yeah. be the ideal time for him to come in, get to know the club, have a look at the training facilities, get to know the city, start identifying players. It would give him a bit of time under no pressure. Mm. Under no pressure. If he comes in in the summer... The minute the league kicks off, he is under pressure from day one. You get no time whatsoever, do Not you? No time. Yeah, of course. And Barry, you you were reminding us that when Stephen Gerrard was coming three years ago, it was announced that he was coming. He hadn't taken over, and he didn't do. He didn't meet people or whatever. Uh, was that in May? That, yep, that was announced? announced in May. In May. So yep. I know we're only well, we're what the tenth of April. But uh, oh. Reagan, yeah, Reagan. It might be that he, he may get announced after the Scottish Cup. The Scottish Cup. Uh, Celtic go in the Scottish Cup or, mm. or, or Celtic won the Scottish Cup mm. where they can just start fresh from there might, it, might, 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 might that be a possibility you know I think anything's possible isn't it nobody seems to know um, but Regan you know but why anyway we, we just don't know Dominic Mackay comes in I think next week so that's positive 18th, yeah. at least there's a chief exec in because you know Peter Lowell is going uh, and you know it's like once you're going it's uh, it's time for the new person but he officially takes over in July but at least he'll be in the building but things can go out with and you wonder what's uh, Dermot Desmond thinking I mean he has met Eddie Howe's people apparently and looked as though the deal was done you know maybe we just don't know for for Eddie Howe you can hear Reagan he still wants to come him to come what would be your plan B Davey for him would you still say Roy Keane well, or... I'm, a, I'm a Roy Keane I know, fan I, yeah. I know a lot of Celtic supporters think his time has come and gone he's a, he's a dinosaur I've heard him described as a dinosaur is that fair which I think is absolute yeah. nonsense they wouldn't say it to his face uh, would you they? listen yeah. to him in Sky the, his intelligence comes through yeah. he you know, his reputation as a competitor um, is terrific. Uh, he, pressure wouldn't bother him in the slightest. Mm. And he, for me, he ticks so many boxes. Ticks more boxes than Eddie Howe for me. Yeah. We're talking Roy Keane. Oh, he know, he knows one the one game. One. Yeah. He knows the game inside out. There, there, there's no no t- two ways about it. Um, and that, look... It would certainly be box office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to see him up here. It would raise your game even further. Yeah. You've seen the effect it had with Brendan Rodgers coming, Stephen Gerrard. And then I'm thinking on the sideline, Stephen Gerrard against Roy Keane. Mm-hmm. That would be decent. Yep. Box office. Regan, yeah, you want to ask something else? It was just about Roy Keane there. He said it would be box office. The, the, the problem that is for me, isn't Roy Keane a same type of manager as Neil Lennon? Where he shows it. It should. It shows that the players. Surely the players need a coach to come in and coach them. 
But, but well, Regan, 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 Roy Keane could bring a, 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 you know, a really good coach in with him. You know, Stephen Gerrard has Michael Beale, and that has worked perfectly this season for Rangers. There's nothing to stop Roy Keane bringing a proper training ground coach with him. Good point, Regan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but Nicky Butt has left Manchester United. Would he fit the bill for it? Or? To be alongside Roy Keane? Who, you know, who knows? Yeah, possibly. It's Stevie Clark. It's, it's getting better and better, isn't it? Yeah, if it's Nicky Butt. <laughs> Stephen Gerrard, Gary Mack, Nicky yeah. Butt, Roy Keane. Um, but let, listen, Davy makes a, a point there. If Roy Keane wants to bring in his own coaching staff or whatever, he'll bring in somebody who's very good on the on the training ground. Roy Keane will have his strengths and weaknesses, and that's why they bring in different staff. You know, the, you know the problem, Barry. If Roy Keane, if Dermot, if, if Eddie Howe knocks Celtic back, and it's becoming increasingly likely he will, Roy Keane will know his second choice he was second choice to Eddie Howe now I think Roy Keane would probably say nah, nah. <laughs> or ask for nah. more bump nah. up the contract maybe what, what, whatever but I think he would take as a personal in- insult that like he was behind Eddie Howe in or the w- queue. would he care he's a rebel he's a disruptor yeah possibly yeah, he might possibly. just go for it we just don't know but it would be terrific if he did go for it because Wouldn't because it? Barry's right it would put our game right on the map again Right on the map. Not just you and Ian Crocker being on. Martin Tyler will be up there. <laughs> uh, Reagan will never know. But listen, well, we will know. We just don't know when. It's not going to be today. Reagan, thanks very much for calling. Okay, thank you, Paul. Cheers, thank Regan. you, David. Thank thanks. you, Barry. Cheers. Cheers. Thank thank you. Made some really good points there. And uh, Reagan, good, good call there. It, it, nobody knows what's going to happen. It's just going on and on. What we do know is that the, the new season is going to be here before we know it. And uh, what is work going on in the background? Well, we don't know. What do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And the Rangers fans must be loving it, Barry, because they'll just sit and say, right, fine. Stephen Gerrard's here. He's signing them up one by one. Leon Balligan signs uh, another uh, one-year deal. You know, Alan McGregor, that was crucial for next season. Because a few weeks ago, we weren't sure if he would. You know, he may have thought, well, I'll be 39. It's time to go. Stephen Davis has signed up. James Tavernier. Um, they're doing the best and you think that Rangers will spend during the summer there'll be some new, a couple of yeah, new players I, I, I think the manager will identify certain areas that he'll want to strengthen and I'm sure Douglas Park will back him and he'll back him if he wants to keep he, his best players i.e. a Morelos or whatever but listen money talks I understand that if a, a crazy bid comes in they will need to look at it there's no doubt about it but I think if he wants to keep them and these crazy bids don't come in the manager will be happy and he'll go and strengthen and make Rangers even stronger um, next season because I'm a, a firm believer in when you're at the top the best time is to strengthen mm. and right. don't mm. sit and think this is right do you know what we've won the league do you know what we'll, we'll just sit easy here for me the best time to strengthen is when you're on top Ryan Kent is one that Leeds wanted I was just, yeah, just going to mention yeah yeah and the other thing is Paul players make um, noises publicly about how much they love Glasgow and how much they love Rangers, how much they love Celtic when behind their back they're saying to their agent, get me out of here. You, you, you don't really know. And Morelos has already said publicly that he wants to play in a bigger league. So I, I, I'm i guessing that Rangers will find it hard to keep Morelos. And that's that's when Douglas Park will will have to come up with the money for a replacement. They will get good money for Morelos, but they'll have to find a, a proper replacement for him. Mm-hmm. Roof has done well this season. 
but yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but different kind of player, isn't he? And yeah, he's picked yeah. up a couple of niggly injuries. Mm. Um, he comes in for four or five games and then picks up an injury and he's back out for. Effin, Effin is he well down in picking order? Yeah, I, I, he's the only one out of the recruitment for this season that I think struggled to make an impact. Mm-hmm. He scored some good goals, Etan, but yeah, I know uh, you mean he hasn't. He's been a bit part yeah. player. Mm. Um, you look at the game against Cove Rangers, Davy, for instance, he starts the four up, who's 38, going on 39, and Etan's yeah, sitting it's on a, the. It's a statement, isn't it? Yep, yeah, on the bench. He's the, he's the one that I would probably say that he struggled to adapt. Yep, Rangers fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, Saturday evening on Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. The championship title goes to Edinburgh, it goes to Hartley Midlothian. 6 0 win last night. And this afternoon, Dundee dropped points, so did Wraith Rovers. So, Lee McCulloch, your old teammate, assistant boss there as well. Congratulations to him, Robbie Nielsen, and to Hearts, Barry. Yeah, that, that would have been their remit at the start of the season. Um, the, the management team from Ann Budge just make sure you get us back in the, the Premier League, and, and they've done it early. Um, look, it's no been all singing and dancing he's had a bit of criticism but he's done what he's had to do this season and get hearts where they belong for me and that's in the Premier League and for the playoff place then Aaron Dunfermline 1-1 Dundee 1-1 with Morton they were a goal down Dundee they scored late on Queen of the South 1 Inverness 1 and Wraith Rovers 2 are both 2 yeah. so it's them and Dundee isn't it chasing that position the, the, the dream scenario for me and I'm a neutral in all of this mm-hmm. is Dundee to come up with hearts yep. and that's as good all the derbies back and, and all the big clubs in the big league as well. Yeah. There's which hasn't happened for a long no. time. Especially for clubs who are full-time putting all that money in. Look, it's a results-driven business, but uh, it does seem crazy. In the case of Hearts, third biggest company, club in Scotland, and they were out the top table for a year. But they're back. Celtic winning 6-0 this afternoon against Livingston. Dundee United winning 1-0 at Hamilton. Kilmarnock and Ross County drawing 2-2. Motherwell winning 1-0 against St Mirren. And Aberdeen winning 1-0 at St Johnson. Let's go on the lines 08 08 17 17 700 on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Paul Cooney delighted to be here with Barry Ferguson, Davey Proven and Lewis, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Good evening, Lewis. How are you? Yeah, we're good, good, thanks. How are you, Paul? Aye, good. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, in a way. Aye, looking forward to tomorrow, Rangers against Hibs? Yeah, Ben. No, exciting game. I'm just wondering, the morning's game, where Barry and Davey thinks that Stephen Gerrard will maybe tweak a few positions, like maybe Jack Simpson at centre-back game a wee, ch- a wee chance, or maybe even he's got like, a full Premier League start, or just, like new boys that we've brought in just to try and give them... Try and get them uh, used to the squad and that and it's match days good questions I don't think he'll take any chances I think Stephen Gerrard Lewis will put out the strongest team possible to win the game they're obviously looking ahead um, next Saturday but I don't think he'll go in because the league's won um, I know he says about this unbeaten run but every game Rangers enter I'm more than positive I know last week against Cove Rangers to a lesser extent all due respect, Cove are a, a part-time team. But Premier League games, Scottish Cup games, Stephen Gerrard, for me, is putting out his strongest team. Davy, Yeah, I, I think the team that Stephen Gerrard picks tomorrow will be the, if everyone gets through uninjured, will be the team that starts against Celtic. I and mean, I said that about Celtic today as well. I think Stephen Gerrard will use this as a dress rehearsal for the big cup tie next weekend. 
Are you taking a gamble with somebody like Scott Wright, mind you, who was probably... No, yep. no I don't think it's a gamble with Scott yep. Wright. Uh, I said that since he's come in um, at the tail end of January, he's been used for 15, 20 minutes um, as a, an impact substitute. And every time he's come on, Paul, he, he has made an impact. He's looked to me if he's hungry to go and impress... And he's shown good signs that he can um, become a, a Rangers player. I don't think it'll be a gamble to play him. Mm. Uh, like Jack Simpson that Lewis just mentioned, I think that's more of a gamble. He's he's hardly played a game. Um, but in terms of Scott Wright, I don't think that's a gamble. Have Rangers got too many central midfield players now? Um, no, I, I, I think... Know, I, know, a... I know if you're a manager, you're thinking I can't have too many, but I'm talking about keeping them happy, Barry. That's the hardest thing. See, that's the difference this season with, with Rangers. Like he's um, the squad that he's got is probably twenty twenty one man squad, and you know how difficult it is to keep everybody happy and giving them game time. But I look at the, the Rangers squad, and it seems to me that there's still a good atmosphere around about it. Has he got too many players? He's got six position, uh, six players for three for three positions. Yep, and you've seen obviously Ryan Jacks had these injury problems. Um, he said a chance to maybe spell Stephen Davis. Uh, a little Scott Arfield was out earlier on um, Aribo got injured so I think six is Aji. a good number yep I think six is a good number in there that's a good point and the game next week how are you feeling about the Celtic game are you still just thinking about Hibs tomorrow but with the league well done and dusted for Rangers what would it mean to you Lewis to win the cup tie against Celtic it would be I would just top off the season to make it even better wouldn't it? to make it two trophies instead of one but yeah, focus on the morning and see how, like, like Davy said at the start, see if, like, hopefully he gets through that, bearing the injuries. And then, speak for there, what team is going to be playing in the, the cup. And then, if we have a full-strength team with the injuries, I'm confident Rangers uh, will beat Celtic next week. I'm I'm confident that we'll beat them at Ibrox mm-hmm. if, if we get any injuries, hopefully. Yeah. But I heard Davy say on the show earlier that, that James Forrest got an injury or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, he was taken off injured in the second half. We're waiting to find out and he'll be assessed tonight. But yep, Forrest went off. Barry. A, a big mess for Rangers has been Ryan Jack. Mm-hmm. I, I've been really impressed with Ryan Jack. I think each season he's grew under Steven Gerrard. And this season he's became a massive player. Also for Scotland as well. Um, he was a big mess for Scotland. And it's a, a concern that he's had a few injury, injury problems um, since the turn of the year. Any word on how he was? He was in London for treatment just over a week ago, but no word so far. No, nothing's yeah. come out, Paul. No. David, the way he's developed has been amazing, hasn't it? He's, yeah, I, I've yeah. got to say, when he when he went to Rangers, I wasn't convinced he would he would cut it. Uh, I wasn't convinced, but he has developed so much as a player. Mm-hmm. And even in the Scotland team now, he plays with an assurance that he actually knows he's good enough now, and I don't think that was always the case. Mm-hmm. And Lewis, this is what Rangers are doing well. I don't know who spotted him for Rangers. Was it Steven Gerrard's time when he came to Rangers he's been there a few years was it Pedro Cachinha right okay but I mean it's getting these players for not a lot of money he's done it now with Scott Wright it's always a gamble Paul Mm because you don't know how they're going to settle Mm -hmm. Uh, they're coming into a a different a total different environment where they have to win every single game they play in Um, so the pressures and the expectations are are totally different and I've said that many times I agree with Davey when Rangers signed him I thought He'll be a squad player, but he's turned out to be one of Rangers' top players. Lewis, how much are you looking forward to getting back to Ibrox next season? It'll be, but uh, what will that mean to you? Yeah, it'll be brilliant to be back in the stadium watching football again, won't it? Mm-hmm. 
been like so long since we've been out of there. It's been over a year now. It's been quite mm-hmm. not boring watching it now. Scots Rangers and it's a team you support and love, but you prefer to be there watching it. And that Champions League music should be playing in the qualifiers too come August. You know, before we know it, we'll be into that. Steven Gerrard's record in Europe as a player is second to none. And as a manager, it has been really good. Even in the first two years, when it wasn't going so well at home, uh, this season he's won the title, obviously, as well. Have you got a confidence, Lewis, about how Rangers could do qualifying for well, the Champions League? The biggest confidence I've got in Gerrard is every year he's improved the team, so... We're getting into the champion. If we get into the Champions League as well, I think you'll just keep improving that team. Where do you need to improve? Do you think for Europe? No, improve. But if we if we do sell like say the Davy and uh, Barry were saying earlier, like the, the big players like Ryan Kent, like whatever is that fourteen million they were offering Leeds. Morelos um, goes for twenty million. Rangers are going to hate to spend roughly about that same amount of money that they sell their players for to bring in the same quality as them because I've heard. Brett Aston, uh, Aston Belonga doing it. Um, is it Middlesbrough play for or Nottingham Forest? Mm-hmm. Middlesbrough, Barry. Yep. He's leaving at the end of the season and there's been talks of Rangers coming in, but I don't think he's as good as Morales, so I don't think that would be a good replacement. Mm. But we'll just have to wait and see at the end of the season who hopefully nobody goes, but if they do go, who would bring them in? But Gerard's recruitment has been unbelievable since he came in, so I've got every faith in Gerard to do what he needs to do to make us better as, as we go along so okay. and what's your prediction tomorrow scoreline I'm going to go 3-0 Rangers 3-0 Rangers and for next Saturday in the Cup oh, I'm going to go 2-1 for I'm only kidding Rangers, Rangers fan that's <laughs> 2-1 for Rangers so uh, yep yeah. yeah. Lewis thanks very much for calling cheers Thank you. Thanks for calling Go Radio. Uh, so, 2-1 next Saturday. It'll be some game, won't it? The cup match. We're yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Can't, can't wait for it, but ask me the result next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be on just now because 4 o'clock kickoff. Yep. No, I'm looking yep. forward to it because, as I said, look, I, I thought Celtic were impressive. Once James Forrest scored that first goal the day, they, they were, um, they, they just, they steamrolled. Livingston mm-hmm. um, and they've got to try and appease the fans with, with getting another trophy so I think they're going to come and have a go at Rangers and vice versa Rangers will be desperate to get the double and, and Rangers will need to go for Celtic so I'm expecting a real ding-dong of a game A real cup tie, Davey Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think, you know, Paul you were talking earlier on about no supporters being at the cup final mm. I know there's a contractual problem with the National Stadium but we have to move the cup final and get some some yep. punters in it to see it yep. And can you imagine the winning captain going up to lift the Scottish Cup mm. and there's nobody in the ground? Yep. Okay, surely we can move it to, to a ground, depending on who's in the final. Sure. Move it and get some punters in. UEFA have taken over Hamden. Yep. Fine, take it somewhere else. Mm. But let punters into the ground and make it a proper cup final. Mm. And if it was Rangers in the cup final, it could be at Celtic. And if it was Celtic, it could be at Ibrox. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Rather yeah, than, it but, depends who they'd be up against, but it's going to be... But the idea of walking yeah, up, the captain totally. going up for the cup and nobody in Hamden. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? So let's get some leadership on that. It makes sense. Great idea. Uh, isn't it? I Great know. Idea. Listen, you, yep. you, we've got an opportunity, hopefully. That's what, 22nd of May? Yeah. There will be allowed fans in the stadium by that time. Can we get 10, 12, 15,000 in at a Celtic part or, or Ibrox? Certainly we can. Mm-hmm. 
definitely should happen. That's a great call there. Davy Province saying it should happen at uh, a neutral venue. Hamden's not available. Yeah, it's, the, the, yeah. the SFA are saying they've got a contractual obligation with the National Stadium. Well, oh. I'm sorry. Aye. Contracts are, are made to be broken. And sure. in the interest of the game... And the spectacle of the Scottish Cup final, take it somewhere else and look punters in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Hamden, you know, the SFA, they, they were bailed out at the time with the help, the two and a half million for well, Hamden yeah, well, from Willie and Tom, and Tom. Hunter yeah. in hockey. So let's make things happen. Let's be different. That's a great shout. 22nd of May, the weather doesn't get any better than it does late May in this country. Would be fantastic to get, you know, what, 10, It's a fantastic trophy. Isn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Special. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of the ones where you... You think at the start of the season, listen, the league title's number one, but next one's a Scottish Cup. I'm lucky enough to play in it five finals. Davies the same, played played in them. Brilliant trophy to win. Is it the oldest uh, trophy in the world? Or am I making that up? Let's, it is. James tells us it is. Yeah. So yeah. So wouldn't that be amazing? Yep, that that should happen surely. And let's see who's in the final. Hey, it could be Aberdeen against. St. Joseph, we just don't know yeah. as a Hibs whatever take it round good chance to take it round the country as well in fact definitely yeah. with Covid if it's teams from the east it should be in a neutral venue there yeah and if it's in the west um, one of the Glasgow teams the one that's not in absolutely that's a great shout or if it's the northeast because we don't want people travelling too far I get that do it within regulations I think that's an plenty absolute, of grounds yeah, plenty of grounds for sure that makes good sense. 0808 17 17 700. What do you make of that? Hamilton Aki's fans have been on uh, the socials. Willie is on here from Burnbank saying, Davey, what's your view on Hamilton? You know, we know that um, Barry has been saying that, that they're escape specialists. Will they be able to do it this well, year? Well, it's, it's still in their own hands because they've still to play Kilmarnock and Ross County. Mm. So that, that's, that's the saving grace here. They, they only dropped a point because they, they got the perfect draw in the other game. So they, they lost a point today, but they're still within touching distance. They've still got the, the two main rivals to play, so it's doable. And if anyone can do it, Hamilton can do it. Chipper can do it. Brian Rice, you reckon still they could do it? Yep. Listen, they've got um, four cup finals. That's what they've got. They've got 12 points to play for. I'm sure Brian Rice, listen, he's a real positive guy. I, I love listening to Brian Rice. Um, I think he interviews brilliantly. I loved his interview last week. Just honest, brutally honest. Um, and look, it wouldn't surprise me if Hamilton get out of this. And I hope they do. Mm-hmm. He was so impassioned that he'd probably be in trouble over it and he knew it. Um, but he, I respect yeah. the fact he came out and said what he I, thought. I, absolutely, it's a breath of fresh air. He's a bit like John Hughes. And you know, yeah. sometimes Big Yogi oversteps the mark. But I'd rather hear what he's, what he's really got to think mm-hmm. than... The kind of managerial double speak that you get from managers when you know they're lying through their teeth. Of course. And it's the media as well because they're not a fashionable club. You know, they've got the lowest budget. People yeah, go pe- on about people, well, let's yeah. be honest, people want them out of the league. Yeah. You know, they don't like the ground, they, they, they think they're Mickey Mouse. They've proved everyone wrong for years. So I, you know, I wouldn't be writing them off. Great point. Because you know, over the years, everyone who doesn't love Partick Thistle and all that, you know, and the people would talk about the Jags and that, but Ackies were always ignored by the media as well as you know maybe the football authorities or referees it's too easy to give decisions to the bigger clubs is that the case? What do you think? 0808 17 17 700 I wonder what Tommy Wright's thinking this afternoon Barry 2-2 He'll be disappointed Uh, No doubt in my mind he'll be disappointed that was one that he would have looked and thought that's three points Um, to come away with a point Especially when he scored in the first couple of minutes you think that's a perfect start for them wouldn't you? Yep and all fair play to Ross County, they come back, get the equaliser, then they go in front again. So he, 
uh, to go and go in the lead twice and get clawed back, he'll be he'll be disappointed. Bottom of the table, Hamilton on twenty seven points. Kilmarnock with that draw on twenty nine. Ross County on thirty. So it's so tight with those three. Motherwell now on thirty eight points after that win against St Mirren. Dundee United uh, on forty points. Uh, after so 42 points so it's a big big win for them and St Mirren so they've leapfrogged St Mirren this afternoon so uh, it's a big one for Dundee United and Mickey Mellon what do you think of his first year here in Scotland with a Dundee United team that had just come up I think he's, he's, he's done okay hasn't he I mean it's no no better than okay um, given the budget but uh, I, I think he would probably say you know he, he's almost introduced himself to the Scottish game mm. and they'll kick on next season hopefully hopefully they will and a chance maybe for investment get his own team together Barry because he hasn't been able to to bring in many players yeah that, I've spoke to Mickey a couple of times I know Mickey really well that, that's the frustration that he's obviously understanding in the situation financially with Covid um, his main thing was he'll be disappointed he never crept into that top six but next season he knows that's a big season They've been the draw specialists, haven't they? Really, remember that period yep. where you could almost put the the house on them. Yep. But if you if you look at them, they've got some decent players that are up top. They've McNulty, Shankland, mm-hmm. Nicky Clark. They can score goals. Uh, probably the problem, sorry, is defensively at times they've leaked a few goals. Nicky Clark on eight goals. Ross Callahan of Aki's on eight. El Yunusi with the two this afternoon is now in ten. He's leapfrogged Devante Cole, who's on nine. Kemar Roof on ten. This is league goals, of course. Martin Boyle of Hibs on eleven. James Tavernier on eleven. Alfredo Morel is on eleven. Nisbet, Kevin Nisbet of Hibs on twelve. And uh, Edward on sixteen. He didn't get on the score sheet this afternoon. Came close though. 0808 the final section. Last time to get through next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. This time next Saturday afternoon, we will be on with Barry, Davey, and myself, three till seven. It's the Old Firm Cup game, Scottish Cup. One of the great tournaments. Looking forward to that next Saturday afternoon. Rangers playing tomorrow afternoon against Hibs in the. Scottish Premiership in an afternoon when Celtic the six-goal victory over Livingston, Hamilton losing to Dundee United, Motherwell winning over St Mirren, Kilmarnock and Ross County 2-2 and St Johnson losing at home to Aberdeen. Hearts are the champions of the Championship, so they'll be back in the Premiership next season. Let's go back in the lines. Ryan is on the line now, a Celtic season ticket holder. Ryan, good afternoon. Hiya, how are you doing? Good. Yourself, how are you feeling about it? What about today, 6-0? Yeah, not too bad. I'm quite happy with the way it went. Um, I thought we played at a really high tempo and I'm glad we got the six goals. Mohamed El Yunusi providing the business again. Was he the standout for you? Yeah, he was. I think um, if, if if he's available to get, then we should definitely be in for him if Southampton are wanting to sell him on. Um, if the price is right, he's indispensable to the team at the moment. He keeps on popping up with goals. He's... He's having a good individual season, you could say, in, in the midst of a terrible season for us, anyway. Is John Kennedy getting the best out of him? Do you think? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's really just getting some some game time that he's so badly needed over the past season. Um, he's really struggled. He's been in and out of the team under Lennon, and then obviously when Lennon went, he's been getting more game time, and he's been doing really well. And the goals are starting to pile up for him. He's going. Up higher in the in the goal tally anyway, so he's he's doing really well. I know you're going to ask a question of Davy and Barry in a second or two. How much though would you say is the right price for El Yunusi? Um, with the amount of players that we'll need to bring in, um, I think 
the maximum we would probably spend is something like five, six million. But if he's available and if Southampton are willing to sell, then I think it's a no-brainer for that sort of quality. I, th- I think the, the one of the biggest problems you'll have here, Ryan, is is the boys' wages, because at the moment Southampton will be meeting probably half of his wages, and Celtic will be paying half. Whether Celtic would be able to or want to pay him the full amount on top of a transfer fee, I'm not convinced. I do agree with you. I think when the boy is on his game, and he was today, I think he's a top player. But I, I don't see Celtic paying top dollar and top wages for a boy that doesn't do it every week. That That's his problem for me. Same for you, Barry. Yeah, th- th- there's no doubt he's a quality player. But the only thing I, c- I can say against El Yanusia is his levels of consistency are no up there. Um, I know you get that for the kind of player he is but you want to see more you want to see more and I think that's the frustration for the Celtic fans you see what you've done today and a lot of people are going to say it's only Livingston but he was the best player in the park for Celtic can today. you de- can you develop that can you become consistent well it depends um, that, that does he enjoy playing under a, a certain manager maybe John Kennedy's playing in a, a different way to Neil Lennon so he's enjoying that bit of freedom um, and what he done today as well is he worked really hard. That was one thing about him. But there's no doubt in Paul he's, he's got real qualities and he, he's a match winner as well. When he's on his game, he can win you a game of football. Brian, what do you want to ask the guys? Yeah, it was just a question on John Kennedy. Um, with the rumours swirl- swirling about that um, Eddie Howe is in talks to become the manager, I know they've kind of went quiet the past couple of days. Would you? Do you think that Eddie Howe, if he was given the job, should keep Kennedy on as a sort of middle man, sort of knows the club, the sort of supposed Celtic man in the middle of things, while he's the the manager? Uh, I, I'm on a guessing here because I've never, I've never seen John Kennedy on a training ground. I have seen him on in front of, of a mic. <coughs> excuse me, a microphone. I think he talks a lot of sense. I think I think he's a bright boy. My my problem with John Kennedy would be I'm not convinced the Celtic supporters would buy him after after the way the team has defended this season. I think he's seen part of the Neil as part of the Neil Lennon uh, legacy, um, and and I don't think a lot of supporters would want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Nor do I think um, Eddie Howe would prob if he is the man. Eddie Howe would would want to inherit a, a an assistant coach. Not of his own choosing. I think Eddie Howe will probably want to bring his own people in. One thing I will say, Ryan, I think over the last month he's handled his cell brilliantly. I think he's come across really well. Um, but the the talk um, is he's very good on the coaching ground. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's well thought of. But I think John Kennedy, if he wants to manage which clearly it looks to me he does might need to leave Celtic to go and prove that he can be a manager and then maybe come back in years to come I'm going to come back to you in a second Ryan I just want to update everyone this has come in from the SFA in light of the confirmation that's come in this afternoon that the funeral of Prince Philip the Duke of Edinburgh will take place next Saturday at 3 o'clock so the SFA have entered dialogue with the relevant stakeholders with regard to the Scottish Cup fourth round fixtures scheduled next Saturday so the SFA say we will be updating participating clubs supporters and partners in due course I would read into that 
I doubt if the games will happen next Saturday. So that's all we know at the moment. That has come out from the SFA because of the funeral of Prince Philip next Saturday at three o'clock. Then they're in dialogue with the clubs about what they should do with the timing of the fourth round fixtures, which I, I don't see them happening next Saturday then. Don't think so. No, I, yep. I very yep. much doubt it with that statement you've just read, Paul. Yep. That's just come in just now. Uh, Ryan, back to you then. W- what do you think uh, overall? It's gone on and on and on about Eddie Howe or you know Roy Keane or Steve Clark or whatever. Um, the chief exec's coming in early, Don Mackay. Has that given you some comfort that you might get some announcements coming now? Nicky Hammond has gone. The decks have been kind of cleared. It's now time to get new central characters in. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a new era that we keep on talking about online. A new era at Celtic. Obviously, the ten in a row didn't happen this season. We're all quite disappointed at that. But we're, I think we're all a bit optimistic now on what's going to happen in the future. Um, I think the fans are united that they want Eddie Howe in. He's a progressive manager that will get the best out of the squad that we've got, and we'll maybe have a a good line of contacts down south that we could maybe use to bring up here if players are interested. Um, so yeah, we we just want that sorted. I think the fans are getting a wee bit touchy because nothing's been announced. But they were we were talking on Celtic TV today about Eddie Howe, which I thought quite was quite interesting because I wouldn't think that they would talk about speculation like that mm-hmm. um, unless it was close or. There was something in the pipeline, so I'm not sure about what you think of that. Mm-hmm. But Ryan, I was going to ask you: Are you are you slightly concerned that a manager's not been appointed? Um, I would much rather they take their time, if I'm being perfectly honest, and and get the right appointment rather than make an appointment just now and then maybe regret it down the line. I'm glad that they're uh, doing their due diligence and their, their recruitment in terms of getting a manager in place this time because I don't think they really done that last time. Um, so I'm glad that they're taking their time. I think patience is a is a virtue here and it's key for this sort of appointment because I think this is one of the biggest appointments in our history mm-hmm. and we need to get it right this time. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Whenever the game is played, what do you think? The Cup, will Celtic be able to break what's now a hoodoo this season against Rangers? Um, I think the past couple of games against Rangers have played quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we were unlucky at Ibrox with the, the own goal that went in. I know Barkas maybe didn't cover himself in much glory there. But before Beaton was sent off, we were having a great game. I thought we were the better team going in at half-time. And then the last game, I thought we played quite well as, as well. Um, El Yunusi with the goal. So I think we will have a wee bit of confidence going into it. I think 6-0 today definitely helps. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a really important game. It's a cup that we want to win and we want to... We want to send off uh, Scott Brown with the best in the best possible way. So, yep. I mean, we if we want to win it, we need to beat Rangers anyway, probably. So, we just need we to sh- do it just now, I guess. Yep, sure. you sure do. What would you say about your skipper uh, Scott Brown? Are you gutted he's leaving, or do you think it's time you respect that he's got another challenge for the last the next couple of years? Um, I'm kind of on the fence about it because I know. It will be a massive loss losing a leader like him. Um, he's been around for 14, 14 years. Mm-hmm. He's been all I've known. I'm, I'm 23, so he's all I've really <laughs> known as a as a cap, as a captain. Anyway, I can remember bits of McManus and Lennon before him. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I think if we want a proper full rebuild, we need a clean break. So we need players that have been so instrumental in our successes in the past, maybe to move on. 
to different challenges in in order for the new crop like Sorrow and Turnbull to come in mm-hmm. and really stamp their authority on the team. That's the thing, guys, isn't it? That so many young people, they don't really remember anything else. If yeah. you're a Rangers fan, they didn't remember winning a title. They were very, very young. And same for Celtic and the other way around. They've only known success. I think that's one of the reasons you saw the scenes outside Celtic Park when they mm. lost to Ross County. It's a generation of Celtic fans who've had yep. wall-to-wall success and found it very hard to, to, to take failure. But I'm certainly long enough in the tooth to remember you know, both sides of the city having it their own way for long enough and then all of a sudden it changes again and it's, it's, it's what keeps the whole thing going, isn't it? It's more fun. There's no such thing as a neutral. Not really. But Barry, it is more fun when you know that you, anything could happen in a game as opposed to Rangers are definitely going to win this or Celtic are definitely going to win it. Uh, well, listen, it's not been fun for Rangers fans, that's for sure, because the last nine seasons, uh, sorry, Celtic have been so dominant. Yeah. Um, and do you know what, what What Ryan's just saying there? He's only 23. All he's known is Celtic winning. Now it's a tough one for him this season. Um, but what you're saying is you'd rather it's like a ding-dong every season, oh, yeah, different yeah. winners. Yeah, listen, that's uh, back mm. in the late 90s, early 2000s, what we were speaking about earlier. Yeah. That's what it's like with the teams that mm. we played in. Yeah. But the, the ones that went at the photo finished, Barry, to the last day of the season, oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, I was at Rugby Park. Celtic yep. had got the UEFA Cup final. Yep, 2003. I think, yep. was, that, was that the day you had to beat them, Fermline? Yeah, yeah, six, yeah. yeah. we beat them 6-1. Yeah. You know, that, that kind yep. of stuff, it's, just, it's box office. Yep, it exactly. is. Yeah, box office. And, and, and then see the lead up to, see the week and the lead up to their games, knowing that you need to go in and, and produce a top performance but also in the, at the back of your mind you know you're up against a, a Celtic team or going down to Rugby Park and they've got top players mm. but that's Davy's right it is it's box office stuff and that's what makes that that's what made the game up here um, getting into the last games of the season yeah. and and um, the, the old firm games Forming out the window mm. we, we would be in form We would go and play Celtic Celtic would run over the toppies And vice versa Celtic would be the form team Going into the old firm games And we would get that We would run over the top of Celtic So That's the way It's great It's great for the fans It's mm. great for the neutrals Great but for what, the media as well what's, what's, yep. the, what's the one The most memorable one Of recent time in England The Aguero moment yeah, Of course it? Yeah mm-hmm. You know And the, the longer it goes the, that's, that's, what, that's what sport Not just football is about and the, the era that Barry's talking about where they were level peg and they both had top players and you, you never knew who was going to win when they met and it was terrific. I don't know how you can mention that in this radio station. I mean, so Alex Ferguson's a friend of this radio station <laughs> and you mentioned the, what, 97th minute. Man United, oh, Sergio Aguero, Man City, the noisy neighbours, my goodness. And Ryan, do you remember Barry Ferguson doing some damage to your beloved Celtic? Just because if you're 23, then Barry had success as you were growing up. Um, I lot, remember... But- Hello, I've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, I remember Barry quite fondly in, in the Celtic Rangers. Maybe not fondly, but I remember him in the Celtic Rangers <laughs> games. Yeah. But, um, Great. No, um, okay, I, right. But, Listen, listen. that's a good call this afternoon and I think it's healthy if Celtic TV are talking about speculation so you know it's good that all the clubs it's not like Pravda the old days yeah. of all the clubs you know they have raised the standard everyone has the club TV during Covid times and I think that is healthy because it's and I have to say you admire John Kennedy the way he's held the bridge you know for yeah, weeks now I, I for Celtic I think he's handed yep. sell very well I've got to be honest with you the way he's come across in the media because it's listen it's difficult for him to to take over a, a, a tough period in Celtic's um, season and 
Davey made the point as well He's been labelled with, with What's happened this season He's been part of that That coaching mm. setup. So he's had to come in And, and really knuckle down And focus on um, getting Celtic back to winning ways One minute left Ryan We're going to ask you as well then Everyone the scoreline tomorrow Davey what do you think Rangers against Hibs Yeah Rangers by a couple but Ryan what do you reckon um, I'm going to go a draw <laughs> You're going for a draw Barry um, yeah. No Rangers Rangers yeah. convincingly for me Sure, Rangers tomorrow. convincingly yeah. Putting pressure on Hibs With Aberdeen winning This afternoon Thanks everyone Davey thanks very much For joining us Great to have you back Barry too uh, We'll see you Barry On Monday night And uh, on the Go Radio Football Show At 5 Stevie Lennon is next With floor fillers On an afternoon When Celtic A six goal victory Against Livingston Dundee United Taking the points With that one goal At Hamilton Kilmarnock and Ross County 2-2 Motherwell 1 St Mirren 0 And Aberdeen Dean winning 1-0 at St Johnson the goal coming from Johnny Hayes and well done to Hearts the glorious Hearts yeah, are the well champions done the, yep. well done. the Hearts down the Gorgie Road they'll Jump be tops. celebrating there Yep, you'll have had your tea that's it from us we're back on Monday at 5 thank you <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.